Welcome back to another Welcome back to another episode, everybody. It's between two posts. It's uh, Everett alongside in the flesh, Connor Reichman, alongside Evan Moyes, alongside Evan Painter. Uh, it's Tuesday, uh, the second, the sixth, June sixth. We're all right. We're all right. June sixth, and uh, boy, oh boy, do me and Connor have some stories. But uh, Painter, we'll kick it to you. How are you? Great. Just been home for about a day now. Love to be back. Playing in the semis tomorrow. Uh, working on the Discord. Other than that, there's not too much going on. How How are you going to get into? How are you going to just jump right back on the ice? Um, after being on vacation for what two weeks? Was that? You're going to be soft. Can the team? As long as I prepare. Yeah. As long as I'm cerebral, you know, I'd show up, give give the boys a good 60 minutes, stay locked in, be explosive, get those hands up, I'll be fine. Just play with your hands up, fingers up, 12 o'clock. Boyfriend, baby. how are you? Good, dude. Good. Hanging in there, a little tired, but uh, we're making her work. You had a weekend. I did. I did have a weekend. It was pretty Sounds sick. Good. You sound sad about it. Don't sound too excited. Yeah, you know what? I wish I didn't have to show up to work on Monday and at eight a.m. Start all over again. Yeah. And was, it's uh, kind. Of, how was it all? It was, dude. It was the first night was a shit show because it was just like okay, the concerts and everything was were sick. Like. Zach Bryan, obviously nasty. Like we got to see Cheryl Crow a little bit, Whiskey oh, yeah. Myers, Marcus Mumford. Like, uh, I, I mean, like some sick, like big names. But like the thing is, is I mean, Louisville is like a big city, but it's not like infrastructure wise, it's not a big city. So when the concert, when like the festival let out, it's a like no one had cell service the there was not enough ubers like chloe like thankfully when we were driving down there i I looked over at chloe i was like we should probably schedule an uber just because i was i wasn't even thinking from the sense of no cell service i was thinking from the sense of just like forty thousand people trying to get out of uh out of this uh venue or whatever and i mean there's literally like a field of probably I'd say anywhere between, uh, you know, I don't even, I mean, just a copious amount of people that were just sitting in the middle of the field, either A, looking for cell service or B, looking for an Uber. And thankfully, like, we didn't have cell service to track our Uber, but like, I messaged her and somehow it went through just my phone number and she was able to call me and tell me she was there. Otherwise, we would have been walking. I mean, our hotel was like, 10 or 12 miles away from the venue. So we would have been fucking walking. Hard pass. Yeah, no, thank you. Through fucking Lexington, Kentucky or wherever it was. And I don't know anything about it. But second night was sick too. Uh, saw Charles Wesley Godwin. And he brought out Zach Bryan. And then Head in the Heart played. And he they brought out Zach Bryan. And then uh, obviously saw Childers. And that was just sick. I mean, sadly, we left a little early just because I, I, we literally had to get up at 4.30 the next morning so I could be back 
to work, but uh, we left a little early and we left before he, I guess he did a little acoustic set at the end of his set. And I'm still so rattled because he played like three of my favorite songs. So it's a way she, he literally played nose of the grindstone, follow you to Virgie and uh, lady may, which are like fucking brutal three, <laughs> three all timers. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, tough battle. And, for yeah. Not ideal. How's the, hey, how's the combine? Both of you guys. Are, are you guys getting the next crop of NHL talent into the finest hockey equipment ever created? Yeah. You know what? It was uh combine was a day. It was a day for sure. I mean, we got to see the guys that we needed to see, but um it's gonna be an interesting crop this year, that's for sure. Yeah. There were a lot of uh outside of seeing goalies, there were a lot of odd ends that kind of went in yeah. and out. We hung out with a boy who's going to hop on here eventually, Sal. He had a bunch of stories to tell, as you may or may not know. He's a beauty. Um, but uh, I think the main, the current story and status update is we're in downtown London. And uh, I think after being here and visiting it, we really got to bump it up on the city rankings because everything that Connor says is true. It has wild zoo animals just out roaming in the in the tree. <laughs> these boys, these boys on the way to the hotel ran to about three wild animals that were just out of captivity and needed to be riled back in. Like it was bad. The one we were driving up, we were driving, we weren't even close to downtown yet. We were still 10 minutes away. Yeah. We started driving down and uh this person was on a bike driving alongside cars in the middle lane on the double yellows with cars headed our way and then swerved into oncoming traffic. We obviously stopped and they had the biggest smile on their face. And you can obviously tell like lights were on, but nobody's home kind of deal. And they were just having a time. And then a car on our right side zoomed past and almost just clipped them and blew them up. So that there, was may, there may or may not have been the rubber band still on the arm. I can't <laughs> confirm, but probably there. Dude, come on. Like, dude, this, this lady is just heading straight into oncoming traffic, not a fuck to give, and just in, on her own planet. Dude, have you ever seen it? I always, I, I think I've talked about it before, like those Facebook video wormholes you get sucked into. Have you ever seen the videos? I forget what country it is. I don't know if it's like Russia or China or whatever it is. It's one of those. Yeah, it has country. to be. And. <laughs> Every single car in the country must have a dash cam because people literally just try and dive into oncoming traffic and shit like that to like, I, I don't know if they're trying to no, off that themselves. was India. That's Remember India? That? Because they're like, the car stopped and the person like walked out, looked at the car and then they just kind of like fell on it. They just like fall on it. But, but there's like, it's like a, it's like a 15 minute like mixtape of them. And, and. I mean, there. It's just literally the person sees it coming. They come to a complete stop, and the person just like jumps on the hood of the car, or, like into the windshield or something stupid. And every there's a camera on every single car. It seems like. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I wish that was the case for this, but this person was, yeah, like in their own. She was testing fate. That is a promise. And they they <sighs> just so happy, smiling, riding her bike, sunglasses on. Sun has set. And uh, just didn't care that they were coming into oncoming traffic and we're clipping at about 50 miles an hour. We would have just blown her up. So, Yeah, it would have been a quick 20 points for uh, forever and Adam, that's for sure. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's a it's an amazing place. We uh, 
we saw some skids when we pulled in to pick up Connor, and then we drove through the combine. I'm trying to think of other highlights. We saw all the goalies. They're all beauties, nice kids. Some different. How many different were there? Eight, seven, seven goalies. Seven guys, yep. Seven goalies. Uh, Did you guys watch any of the tests or? No, so what we're the, they don't test they don't test till Friday Saturday I think. Yep. So when we're there, they're all just doing interviews. So we just hang out with them in between interviews. They come, get molded for masks, and we show them gear and stuff like that. So it's just a chill, chill hangout, putting out the vibes, you know. That's sick. That's sick. Uh, Moise, you obviously didn't watch the game on Saturday, huh? No, I wish. I dude, I literally, I feel so like Meech and I went to the driving range last night. We literally looked at each other. Like, now, eh? Yeah, dude, he's such a fucking beauty. We I gotta have guy. him on then. I know. I've been, I've been getting on him. He, well, dude, I was rattled too. He literally, I guess Billy Higgins came up to Cleveland the other night, and uh, Meech had dinner with him. I'm like, why didn't you guys text me? Like, I would have loved to sit down and shoot the shit with fucking Billy for a little bit, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, pr- plenty of stories from that guy, but uh, no, man, I, uh, I, I like Meech and I looked at each other last night. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, there's hockey on right now. What are we doing here? Like, I just, I don't know what it is. I just completely forgot. But nonetheless, I did see all the highlights, and it looks like uh, Florida's kind of in one right now. Yeah, it's not good. But what did what did we find out today? Uh, Florida's like zero and seven at Vegas, so. They're not. Oh, good, really? Right? But do you want to sum up some of your thoughts from the game? Well, like we said it when we were watching the game, and like we all kind of clued in and agreed. Like Aiden Hill looks like JS Jaguar when he plays, and now like once you watch him do it, you can't unsee it. Like he is a carbon copy of Jaguar when he was in Anaheim, like verbatim. Dude, he used to be my. I remember. I literally. I remember. Uh, there was like a. He was my favorite fucking goalie ever growing up. And I remember there was a, like a fucking raffle at one of the hockey tournaments I was at. And I just, I made my dad buy like 25 tickets and put them all in that fucking bin. And we ended up winning it. So I have like a, a fucking J.S. Jaguar signed poster. It's so sick, actually. I got to hang it up one day. Hey, next time you watch Hill, I'm telling you, like all of his habits and like how he moves and how he plays is like a carbon copy. No, I definitely agree. I definitely agree with that. And it's so fu- it's so funny though, like just how him and Bob and I mean at least when I watch, I find them to be kind of polar opposites. Like Bob is very active, like tries to catch pucks like in front of him, shit like that. And it's just, like Hill's just the kind of guy that lets stuff hit him and doesn't really do too much, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, he just blocks and smothers everything. That's well yeah, exactly. Funny. Hill's biggest concerns are his hands are down and locked into his pads and then his knees are locked together. So nothing goes through. Because every yeah. time like he made that shoulder save, hands are down, knees are locked. So that way when it comes off, you can't go through them. Yeah. But yeah, no. Do you think uh do you think there's any chance they go to line next game or do you go back to Bob if you're Florida? I think I think you probably give Bob well fuck. I think you'd give it to Bob. I mean, he's been so good all fucking playoffs. And I mean, if they, if they, re- if that is their record when they're in Vegas, you have to think like maybe he thinks, okay, we go home and we can at least kind of start clawing our way back into it, maybe a game or two. But I think, I mean, I, I still think you have to go Bob. I mean, he's just been, he's been so good all playoffs and it's just really his first bad game or two. So 
I don't know, but I, 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 I feel like that's like a convert, like in these series like that, where they start off really heavily one way, that's like a conversation that you seem like you always get and, and like you guess, but you never really know. It, I mean, it really just comes down to whatever Paul Maurice decides he wants to do tomorrow night. Do we think there's like a bounce back option here or like have the wheels officially fallen off the bus? Like it's over. Well, I mean, in my opinion, I think they go home and maybe they figure something out. But I mean, I don't know how much how much going home really matters. I mean, Vegas just looks so much fucking better right now. Well, that and I think one of the key things that we were watching because we watched the what was it like the NHL overview? They summarized the game afterwards. We watched it like fucking six times. Yeah, no replay. And they, oh, dude, <laughs> there's two go things. Ahead, go one, ahead. the traffic that Vegas is throwing at Bob is like so much tougher. Like he didn't have to deal with it against Carolina Two, He's got guys that are getting in the sh- uh, shooting lanes on his own team that aren't blocking. So you're just doubling up or tripling up screens. So there could be two guys locked up in the slot. And then somebody's sitting like above the circles trying to get square with the defenseman. They're not getting in the way and it's, but it's getting around them. So now you've just triple layered a screen for nothing and Bob can't see it. Well, so. and like, let's not forget that, Kachuk is getting 14 pims a period. Like that, like <laughs> that's not gonna help your team get a cup, that's for sure. Gotta get on the one end. goal, 36 oh. pims is his yeah. current stat line. Blatantly slashing guys' sticks out of their hands while the ref is locked eyes with you. Like it's a good idea. Just being a bonehead out there. Playing beer league hockey. I mean, like the guy's good and like he's got some clout out there, but Clearly, when you're down in a game like that, you just got to be smart and not eliminate seven players for the last 10 minutes of the game. Yeah. That was the best part when they panned to Florida's bench and there were like three guys on there, yeah. like a beer league game. It'll be like Painter's game <laughs> for his semis. Yeah. Three guys on the bench, just a lot of open space between bodies. Speaking of that, I probably got to check who's coming. Are you the manager? We've got like an app for it. I'm not the captain. Oh, but I'd like to know. Exists. What is this? You build might play? as well be. Just build a pro? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> is this, it's GM mode? GM yeah, mode. GM mode? GM mode painter? Yeah, we got it. Painter, yeah, three Painter's out of the ten planner. Days. Painter's the planner. One not He's confirmed. Probably... Painter, you, you got, got an Excel, Excel sheet. Yeah. We're on the, the lovely folks at Occupinder have given us a great program. To run our team spreadsheet. Oh man, love to see it, Painter. But yeah, we got to get Meech on. He'd be a good one. I agree. Sal says he's dialed in. He's ready to go once he finds time to uh, make time for us out of his busy schedule. But um, yeah, you guys got anything else? What do you think of Jackson? This is the first time we've been able to do an intro afterwards. I wish I uh, I wish I got on earlier because. Seemed like pretty uh pretty funny dude. Yeah. Definitely easy to go on. It was cool to talk about some of the the ins and outs of the goal crease as I uh as a young buck I used to I used to tune into the goal crease YouTube page quite often watching Staylock highlights for fucking forty five minutes a day. <laughs> it I love I forgot who I don't know who I don't know who you guys uh who you guys sent in the fucking group chat the one day, but just snapping the five hole shut. It didn't even look comfortable at all. Fucking sliding across. 
And he, he must have still had, must have been still been when they had the Kudora or whatever it was on the inside of the fucking pads because he could barely fucking push across the goddamn crease. This <laughs> video? Shit. Alec Richards, Richards yeah. yeah. And then his, his pad rotated face down and he slid with it. <laughs> yeah. That's old time hockey, no? Yeah, there it is. That's good hockey. Old time hockey. Swirl graphic, can't go wrong though. Good for that guy. Colored knee, the knee roll. The spacers is a lost art. I love that. Boys, do we think, honestly, do we think that the tank for Bernard in Chicago was real? I don't know. I mean, they kind of did. Well, yeah, maybe. I think for sure. Man, the tank for Bernard had to have happened. I mean, like, good for Jackson. Well, what was play? Unbelievable, like he did, but. The tank for Bernard was it's a real thing. Like they had to have done it. Well, what was the what was the game? I don't wasn't Chicago involved in it. What was the game that like it was like a Pittsburgh game or something like that where it was like a lot a Pittsburgh loss set up like a, a whole fucking domino effect of like six yeah. things. Yeah. The game hinged on Pittsburgh winning and that would have secured their spot in the playoffs, and they lost the game five two to the Blackhawks. And Peter Mrazek had like his hundredth or hundred and fiftieth, maybe like two hundredth win in the NHL. And I was just, I was watching it at the rink, and I was yelling at my coworker, who's a huge Penguins fan. I go, "Oh, that sucks, doesn't it?" Because you lose to the one team that you're like, "Oh, cakewalk." We'll just walk over to the, the Blackhawks and. Slap them, get into the playoffs, and you lose, and then proceed to set the dominoes in motion for, like the Islanders to get in. I think it was. I don't. I don't know. I but I thought it was something to do with the top three picks. I don't. I don't remember enough of what I read, but it like I thought. Oh. I thought it put. I thought it put Chicago in first or Indiana first for lottery, and then it moved Columbus to three and Anaheim to two, all in like one game or something like that. Let me look it up. The thing that's nuts about the whole deal is uh, once they got the lottery for the draft, it was basically Connor Bedard's lock, and their season ticket sales just fucking skyrocketed. They're oh, going to go from an, an empty ring to yeah. full every night now. That they're is not going to be great to start. It's going to take them a long time to rebuild it, but they're going to put people back in seats. Yeah, Madhouse Revival for sure. Butts in seats. Neat. Did you guys see him? Uh, did you guys see the clip of him chirping Biz in the, in yeah. the panel? That yeah. was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you see too, Moiser, that he's bounced on world championships to play roller all summer? He's a roller that's guy. So that's such a pop, dude. His roller team has Ken Johnson on it too. Really? Their name yeah. is beautiful. They're just called the Good Guys. They're just like good guys. They wear purple and yellow. Their team's filthy. That's roller. I mean, Ev, you're you're a roller guy, and I remember some of those games when I went in Fort Wayne and watched a a couple games or whatever. I just remember some of those games because they don't really like they don't really break up the brackets until after like pool play for a little bit normally, right? So just imagine like you. I mean, like I'm a fucking D level or whatever fucking goalie out there, and I've Connor Bedard and Kent fucking johnson ripping around just i mean there's there's like clips on fucking twitter you don't even see fucking bedard's hands move and the pucks in the back of the net his release is so fucking insane 
Hey, but then I love the, hey, I love the uh, Twitter clap back on Bernard when like he loses a game or they don't win the championship. They're like, oh, Bernard's soft. He's not even that good. <laughs> it's like the guy's just playing roller chill. He's having a good time. Yeah, he's, he's literally Their team fun. is great guys is what their name is. Well, that, the thing I think about is imagine he gets fucking hurt in one of those games. Yeah, that's what we talked yeah, about. Yeah, how pissed would Chicago be about that? Snap an ankle, blow out a shoulder. Yeah, would be a good way to go. Stupid. Out. Can you imagine he gets, fu- he gets hurt in roller and then Chicago passes on him on the draft? They'll just cancel the whole Yeah, just cancel whole- Bernard. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Start a movement. Some fucking 6'5 mutant from the fucking plains of Alberta just comes and buries Bernard from behind. In a fucking hey. roller, in a meaningless roller game, and <laughs> fucking God knows where. Hey, we'll get that, the get that creature we saw on the way here on the bike just to absolutely <laughs> clap Bernard in the game. <laughs> Be like the uh, the the TikTok clip of the guy getting his uh, career roller ending injury. Oh, that uh, fucking guy! Yeah, <laughs> wrapped it up. Um, you guys, got anything else? Oh, brother. Denver International smells so bad. Good? You can't confirm, eh, Painter? It smells so bad. I was texting Kyle to get his stuff for the uh, player profile. Or did he send it into the group chat where he was like, this place does smell really bad. Oh, yeah, because he's in Brecken. Oh, that's cool. Um, Well, yeah, per usual, likes, follow, subscribe. New episodes every Wednesday. Stay tuned. Incredible interview with Jackson Stauber, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. With our very, very special guest, we're excited to introduce uh, the kid from Wyzetta, Minnesota, from the Gold Crease. It's Jackson Stauber. Jackson, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, you know what? Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Uh, off season's rolling, your gear's getting done. Uh, you're part of the the family now, so we're all really, really pumped, man. Um, how's summer been for you so far? Yeah, it's been good. Just kind of starting to get back into the swing of things, trying to, you know, enjoy the nice weather, play a little golf when I can. But yeah, it's been good so far. We're going to take a real quick break from the show to talk about one of our presenting uh, sponsors here, and that is Easy Crease. Take your goaltending development to the next level by giving your goalies a crease every drill, as they should have. I'm sure you remember when you were a kid, You're doing half ice stuff and you have no idea where you're at. You're lost, no man's land, wrong turn at Albuquerque, you know, stuff like that. Easy crease quickly and easily gives goalies a crease anywhere on the ice. It works great for small area games, goalie clinics, or just anytime your goalie doesn't have a crease. Be sure to order now at www.easycrease.com, spelled exactly how it sounds, or check them out on Amazon. Back to the show. I guess first question that I have out of this whole thing, are you as diehard about Minnesota as like Hunter Miska is? Uh, you know, I haven't, uh, I don't know how diehard he is, but I mean, I like it. I think it's a good spot, but um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not tethered to it. Maybe like some guys are. Oh, mi- mi- you ask Hunter Miska what he calls Minnesota. It's God's country, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that guy might be the mayor soon. I don't know. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right um but you like connor i mean you you know it you've met minnesota guys there's no better state than the place of minnesota right absolutely dude minnesota is a time i was fortunate enough or call it 
unfortunate during COVID when uh, I was stuck in the U.S. for Christmas, couldn't come back home. I spent a Christmas in Minnesota, and when um, the students were back home, it was a good time. There was uh, plenty of good times to be had. A couple wobbly pops might have got me in trouble, but (laughs) that's what happens in many. stays in many, I guess. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Um, But no, Jackson, thanks for taking the time to jump on with us. Uh, We're really, really pumped to to have you. And, you know, I like to kind of run through to get a feel for you. Like, I want to learn more about you. You obviously deal with Berkey, but, um, you know, I've always posted your stuff on social and on Instagram. I try to find you to tag you and it doesn't exist. Well, (laughs) it technically does. You have an Instagram out there, right? No. So what happened was when I was at Providence, our strength coach, this was during COVID would post like workout videos on Instagram. So I had to make one. And so like, I just went and like followed him and like, would just use it for like the videos and then went and like deleted the app. But like, I don't know if you can actually delete the account. If you can, I don't know how to do that. So I don't like, I don't have one or anything like that. So I'm not sure what that is. Boy, what a problem to have eh? he had to make one. What an (laughs) issue to have. I love it because on uh, on the Instagram it exists. It's Jackson Stauber, uh, spelt exactly as it sounds. You followed eighty two people, but you have one hundred twenty eight followers with no photos, no nothing. Like do you, I mean, that's you got a little sway there. Little yeah, I don't know what that name. is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure about that. So hey, good ratio, good ratio to have. <laughs> Great ratio. Um, and the only reason I kind of figured it might be you is Garrett McKay. Shout out that legend. Jay Quick Jr., uh, he follows you. He's a <laughs> Minnesota boy, Edina guy. So um, the first place we got to start that I have to talk about is uh, the legendary, I don't know if you remember this, Connor, I, you guys might have saw this on social media like three, four years ago, uh, the shootout dab. Oh, I've always wanted to talk <laughs> oh, to you about that. Dude, That's we, so classic. We need to discuss that for sure. That is a legendary like that's gonna go down in Vaughn history. That's on the. That's oh. On the oh, it was uh, so earlier in the season. We had a guy by the name of Matt Koopman, good, great guy, great teammate, and he just was like, "Next goal I score, I'm gonna dab." So we, I think it was like against UConn, he scored and he threw out the dab, and then like a few games later, like one of the another guys, I can't remember who did it, but we had like three or four guys do it, right? And so they're dabbing, and it kind of started a little thing and then uh so it was really funny and i was like oh like if we were gonna shoot out stop one to win like i gotta do it just just to get the guys would get a kick out of it because i'm not the type of person that would that would throw that out so um yeah they got a kick out of that for sure what like what an ultimate clap back by the way like just an absolute bird love it (laughs) uh not not only to mention the guy's stick just absolutely blew up in half we get is that's bc it's yeah gold okay so you're playing bc obviously a pretty big game stick blows up on the break where the 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 shootout shot and then what the one-footed bam <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah i think the stick the broken stick makes it just even funnier because yeah. it's, like, it's just oh my god yeah that was uh that was funny i caught Caught a little uh little heat from that and the guys had a good laugh and even my coach i think the next day I was walking, uh, or it would have been Monday. I was walking out onto the ice for practice, and he hit me with a little dab. So that was pretty funny. Dude, coaches dabbing up on you before practice. Yeah, yeah, unreal. <laughs> Team vibes were definitely high. Um, 
God, I don't want to bag on it, but I do want to ask, man. I so Berkey comes down to see Providence in Providence. Obviously, that's the state, the city, or uh, the city of the team or the school. Excuse me, the university. I go down to see Brown, which is just I don't know what you guys call it up the hill or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I've been there, staying there, like in between trips, or you see the Bruins, the Pro- Providence is college town, but it's a little, it's a little gritty. It's 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 tough outside of yeah. that little you know square block of downtown where it's really cool. You step a foot outside of that, and it's it's like eight mile tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like going to school out there? Yeah. Um... So Providence College is kind of on the rougher side. Over by Brown is that's a nicer area over there on the east side. But um, yeah, like leaders. you said, kind of over by where our campus is is a little a little dicey. Um, they, you know, you definitely don't want to be caught out there late at night. And I mean, we'd be getting emails like kids are getting shot with paintball guns, just like walking to class, like. Uh, kids that live off campus like just literally a few blocks off campus are getting their houses broken into laptops stolen so it was uh it was a little dicey um but i think the campus security did a good job of keeping them out of campus it was just if you were off campus you're kind of in a in a tough spot i mean that's not that bad though some of those stories because like western michigan uh michigan state's had it i'm sure but some schools i know are famous for like if they're in cities where it's half like you're in the city and half college, you mm-hmm. get a lot of the house break-ins, the car break-ins, laptops mm-hmm. are gone, TVs are quick exited, you yeah. know, uh, phones are stolen. And But at the same time, when you're in school, your car should be locked, your house should be locked. But you know how it yeah. goes. The boys yeah. leave for the house and the last guy out doesn't lock because it's like, dude, no one's going to steal anything. It's not even a yeah. big deal. Man, kids yeah. are getting shot with paintball guns going to school. This was like broad daylight. Like they're literally walking on the edge of campus, like from their off-campus housing. And like these kids are driving by just shooting paintball guns at them. It's like crazy. Oh my word, dude. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, it was uh that was a little interesting to hear about. So yeah. It was, like was uh, this a one-time event? Um, I think it was multiple. Or it was like, hey, I you think... go down this street, like bring like bring a garbage can or something to protect yourself. Like what like yeah. what is this? Then you gotta walk to class, you got paint all over yourself. Yeah, like, like what? hey, what's going on? You're like just another day. So. Yeah, I didn't know it was a paint party they were going to. Yeah. <laughs> um next question here, Jackson is uh favorite honey stinger product. What is yours? um i'm not a big honey singer guy but i would have to say the uh little uh chews they're kind of like almost like um the gatorade chews i don't know if you've had those before those ones yeah those are probably my favorite but i don't really like the waffles what all right so jackson was great having on everybody subscribe we'll see you next week i just heard there's no shot that you just said the waffle you're not a fan yeah I used to crank those back like it was <laughs> like I mean two or three at a time like no chill I need them. That's like yeah. three hundred grams worth of carbs in just oh, like, minutes. There was I needed it, dude. Oh man, yeah, not my favorite. All right, unreal. Well, moving on then, what is a friar? A friar is a religious figure, so it's like part of the uh, so where the Dominican friars is 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 what our school uh 
represents and it's just uh basically like a religious kind of like a priest type thing yep yep i just wanted to make sure you were aware yeah for sure your your mascot for um, sure we needed to know that yeah yeah i'm not sure all the guys would get that one but no no i guarantee a lot of those guys have no idea what the friar is yeah we we got a lot of them walking around campus and some of them are even professors so you'll get them in in class and they're wearing like the full white robe attire and all that so yeah, that, that was my next question was, what do these figures look like? Because, I mean, when you're looking at the team logo, like, it's, it's obviously modernized somewhat, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just, so I don't know exactly what it's called, but you've seen a priest, right? And they wear their robe. This is like an all white kind of head to toe thing. Um, and I, I do believe it has a hood, too, like you see kind of in the logo. Um, but, yeah, they'll wear that. Um, I've actually never seen one of them not in that yeah this get up yeah Little a lot of the ones they wear though are white the ones that uh at our campus were white so if you go down oh, to that bottom yeah right there yep there you go like is it safe to say like it like the pope outfit like is that like too much of a stretch to like i mean yeah there? that's that's kind of what it looks like yeah I mean, hang on though. You can't you can't just compare him to the Pope. The Pope's got layers, and he's earned his right. He's earned every one. These are <laughs> the basic they premise. Bit... I think seems to be the same. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's um, like in karate, you got the you got the different color belts, right? It, the idea is the same, but the the colors mean something else. <laughs> got um, it. I was watching some of your interviews on the air. Like you search up Jackson Stauber and you have your own NHL, you know, clip, and then they'll put your little media clips at the bottom. And one of the interviewers asked you a terrible question. And I just wanted to ask you how bad of a question is it to get Jackson is how confident are you? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's always something that they ask and it's like, who, who's going to go and go, Oh yeah, I'm feeling terrible. Like I'm not confident. Yeah. So I think it's one of the things where it's like, you just kind of got to answer and say, yeah, I'm feeling good. Like just kind of play right into to their hands, but I've yet to hear someone go out and say, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm not confident. Like that's, that's not what you want to hear. And um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know if too many guys are saying that. Hey, once you get a few more games under your belt, you get a couple more years into the league, you get that question again. You got to hit them with the really like deadpan. You look them. I just, I'm not feeling it lately. Like I, my self-esteem's been low. Things are weird at home. Like, and, and then just look at them and see what they say. And then you just give them the laugh and be like, no, I feel great. I'm the greatest goalie there is right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That'd be funny. Yeah. Those are, those are those classics. Like, what do you want? What do you want a player to say? Because yeah. if I tell you I'm not confident, which I'd never say, you're going to go over all over the media with it. And it's just going to be, you know, every bomberito couldn't stop a beach ball or feels that he can't like, yeah, that's not going to play well for anybody, especially the organization and myself. So yeah, exactly. It just doesn't look good from the optic standpoint. So yeah. like, I was going to say that no matter what, I would love to know, like before these guys ask you these questions, like they look down at their notepad or whatever and go, yeah, that's a good question. I'm going to ask him to eat this. This one's this one's gonna hit deep yeah. with our listeners and our viewers. This one's gonna crush, right? <laughs> but, um, Jackson, I got I gotta ask, what do you prefer, fitted caps or snapbacks? Ah, uh, fitted caps for sure. Do you have any reasoning as to why you prefer the fitted over a snap? Um, 
I just think it just looks better. Actually, yeah. you know what? I don't know. I might change my answer to snapback. Really? Yeah. Snapback because you can wear it backwards. And I think a fitted cap backwards, I don't think that looks good on myself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to, I, I, not that I wanted to cook you. I have an extremely large dome. Like Dom mm-hmm. had to like make a special mask to fit my giant cranium. And when I saw, when I was stalking through your interviews, cause you don't have any social, I was looking at some of those and I liked how you're able to take the snapback strap over. So it's overlapping the other way. Mine, I'm stretched out on the last dot. So I was like, <laughs> Oh, interesting. Must be nice. It's- yeah, I got nice. a. I, I think I have a smaller head, so uh, those typically I, I either stretch them out or it's like evenly. It's like perfect the amount of uh, snaps in there. So yeah, yeah, but I think fitted, and most of the ones they give you are fitted anyway. So yeah. you don't get, or I'm sorry, snap back. They don't give you a lot of fitted ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know you, you, you know, you were in and out uh, from Rockford to Chicago all year and kind of up and down, but. Uh, did you get to find out who's got the best Italian beef in Chicago? I did not. No, I feel like when I was up, we were on the road most of the time. So we were kind of traveling a lot. And then it's like, we'd come back and it's like, you know, you're back for three days and then you're gone again. So it was more just kind of relaxing at the hotel than going out and exploring too much. Yeah, I get it. Um, If I could, if I could suggest any place that Chicago is known for is called Portillo's. I don't know if you've been. I've heard of it. Man. Shout out Tristan Conrad, one of my roommates in Wisconsin. Portillo's chocolate cake shakes. Dude, that thing will put you in a coma and it is worth every dollar. Okay. And of course, I mean, you got to get, you got to get a Chicago hot dog while you're there. It's just. No, you don't get a Chicago dog. You get a Portillo's hot Italian beef soaked in gravy. These are all things Jackson can't touch because he's a you know a real athlete. No, like no, me, dude. I'm telling you, crush. you go to Portillo's, you make you make the adventure out there, and you make it happen. It's worth it. I will say though, I am Jason. I used to go to Chicago a lot to go see goalie camps and visit teams and stuff. The Portillo's of yesterday is not what the, it is today. They expanded, went corporate, so things are a little different. It's still good, not as good. Used to be great. Things have changed. But you know what? That's how you wow. expand and grow your market. So, um, This one's a tricky one, Jackson. Do you have any tender feelings of sadness or anything like that towards them taking down the frog? at the Rainforest Cafe in downtown Chicago. Any thoughts, thoughts and feelings, Jackson? I did not know that that was a recent event. Um, I Honestly, I'm neutral. I'm not really, I haven't been to the Rainforest Cafe in probably over a decade. So there's actually one at the Mall of America here yeah. in Minneapolis that I remember went to maybe once or twice. Um, but yeah, I don't have any thoughts. Are you... In favor, impartial. Um, one of my one of my roommates, one of my best friends from college, uh, he lived in Chicago, so we'd go there a lot. Me and my fr- fiance like to go a lot just because we're in the Midwest, so it's close. And, and it's uh, sick, it's unbelievable. Um, like Rainforest Cafe hits hard, incredibly hard. I feel I'm so upset that they took down the frog. So I think if you ever, you'll never get that question from anybody else in the rest of your life, which is Jackson. ideal, Jackson. It's just kind of 
where you're at in this gong show of a podcast. But uh, if anyone does, you got to let them know that that hit home with you and you you yeah. have some somber feelings because when they took down the frog, it was end of an era. You know what I mean? Really was. Did they say why they took it down? Well, no, the the restaurant COVID COVID killer COVID killed the Rainforest Cafe downtown and they left. And then eventually when they left, you couldn't have just a giant frog on a fucking building. So they're like, well, this has got to go. But you have the nicest McDonald's downtown there, which is across the street. It might be two layers, all glass windows, unbelievable. Uh And then there's a Portillo's on the other side. So it was it was like a Mecca of chains and garbage food. But uh (laughs) RIP the Rainforest Cafe Frog. Absolute dumpster fire over there, but um I do have a follow-up question though. When you were a child, Jackson, what animal scared you the most when you were at the Rainforest Cafe? Snake. Snake? For sure. For me, it was the alligator every time it moved and like chomped. Yeah. Uh, I got really nervous that it was real. It was, so. it was common. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I'm in Jackson's boat on this. The snake scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Like, I mean, those things are just creepy. Every like, time, in passing, it didn't matter how many times I saw it, it would still make me jump. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this whole other topic, we're getting off the rails here. You don't have TikTok, I'm assuming, Jackson, or no, do I'm you secretly? Okay. So no secret, say, no secret <laughs> secretly TikTok. has an account. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't have anything else, but some people like just have, like, a lot of people have TikTok, but they don't post. So nobody really knows you have it. Um, but there's a guy on TikTok in Florida who will walk in the, uh, what do you call them, in the swamps or whatever at night. And he'll like play with gators like that'll be at his feet and they're just staring at him and snakes. Next time I see one, I'll send it to the group chat. Jackson, I'll send it to you so you can just check it out. Okay. Not lying. <laughs> um, That's creepy. I wouldn't, I don't know why you'd volunteer to do that. You got to be from Florida, man. That's what yeah, it comes Florida down to. Florida, man, through and through. <laughs> um, what's your fave uh, Minnesota State Fair food? jackson i'll be honest i'm not a huge state fair guy it's just uh very overcrowded too many people too hot but i think it's got to be the sweet martha's cookies yeah if i was gonna have anything it's gonna be the cookies uh i legit am trying to get i mean not now and it's not of high priority but uh, I'm always in Minnesota for the winter because, unfortunately, that's when the hockey season is. But one summer, I do want to get out there for the state fair because everybody talks about how crazy it is. But this past winter, when we were there for the Let's Play show for the tourney, I drove by what they said were the state fair grounds, and it was mm-hmm. underwhelmingly small. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is this the most beautiful thing that Minnesota, like everybody loves the state fair, right? It's the yeah. best one. And I'm like, it's in such a small area. I don't know. We'll see what yeah. happens when I get there. Um, oops. What uh, what do you like better, hot coffee or iced coffee? I feel like I sound like a broken record. I'm not a big coffee guy either, but I think it's got to be hot if I'm going to drink it. I mean, ice is good if, in the afternoon, but if I'm waking up in the morning and, and I'm having coffee, it's it's got to be hot. Now, you did say, though, typically you stay away from this, right? Yeah. Are you in the, like, tea or do you avoid all these like i like tea yeah not not i drink tea more at night so it's not the caffeinated stuff it's like bedtime tea or chamomile or you know they got that immunity tea you know those types of tea not like the earl gray or stuff like that that'll wake you up yeah Uh, this guy treats his body like a temple okay like he's not gonna put any of that toxins in his body 
Well, and that's what I'm, I thought like guys were into coffee, a little bit of pre-workout here and there for a lift, but like, it seems like the new athlete today, obviously I'm not one and very clearly, <laughs> apparently I'm not one. Um, it seems as though like that's just all phased out. I don't know. I know a lot of a lot of the guys on the team drink coffee. They're like, "Hey, where are we going after practice for a cup of Joe?" Like, <laughs> so I think it's still relevant. Just depends depends on who you are. What about goalies though? Are goalies getting into coffee or is it players? Mm, I've seen some guys like Dylan Wells. Yeah, he would drink coffee. I think Mitchell Weeks would drink coffee. I know some guys go Red Bull. You're talking about Dobie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see Doby with a Red Bull, but okay. I know, I've seen Sodi with a Red Bull. Um, I can't remember what Raz would drink. Maybe just like those uh, electrolyte drinks. He would slug those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That leads me to my next one. What What's the most elite BioSteel flavor? Um, I think it's the green one. Green? Do you guys uh, know what that is? By cherry chance? lime. Cherry lime. Yeah. Okay. fire it's a yeah. great flavor yep i was gonna say i feel like there was only one right answer here and i mean he killed it so crushed um <sighs> do you have a favorite ted lasso character yeah it's uh uh oh man there's a lot of good ones i think it's jamie tart he's just hilarious i like to see how he's evolved too from being the kind of the the guy that no one really liked. Now he's just turned into a great guy. I haven't watched the finale yet, but. Oh, come on, Jack. Yeah, I mean, dude, you're probably a little bit busier than I am, but man, the finale was incredible. Connor, did you watch that? Yeah, it's elite. I love that show. <laughs> no, no spoilers at all. I am. I'm a big fan of like media, whether it's like music, movies, shows, cartoons, whatever. I consume a lot of that podcast, but that was, that was an elite show. And I think the way they did it was fantastic yeah really good um is ketchup spicy to you jackson stauber from minnesota is it spicy is it spicy no okay we're good we just wanted to see how minnesota and you were last time i was there for the let's play show i was talking to berkey's family that's from there and we were joking about how some people from minnesota think ketchup's a touch spicy and that's like that's really midwestern yeah very i've midwestern. never heard that's crazy yeah so that's classic Midwestern. Um, but no, man, I that, I think you, you passed the test there. I think everything was good. Connor, is this, can we keep going? Yeah, absolutely. Flying okay. colors. We're good. Perfect. Um, I did want to talk about early on in your career. Uh, I noticed you had, I put bailed, which sounds harsh, but you did. You kind of bailed on the Minnesota high school hockey and you yeah. came to the great state of Michigan yeah. to play a little tier one. Yeah. And you don't you don't love the the state fair. Um <laughs> I feel like you're really turning down on Minnesota, but uh when you were kind of at that stage in your career, I'm just curious what brought you to Michigan overstaying and doing the tourney and doing all the things Minnesota kids love to do. Yeah, well now you're kind of convincing me I'm not a true Minnesotan, so <laughs> I got to maybe second guess where I I live in the off season, but um <laughs> Yeah, it was just one of those things where um, when I was at Holy Family, my goalie partner was Jared Moe, played, uh, he used to wear some Vaughn gear as well, but played this last year at Wisconsin. So it was, you know, it was tough to to get a lot of games. And in our conference too, was 
um, maybe a little bit weaker than some others. So the quality games that you're getting too is is down. And I just felt like needed I need for me just to be able to play um, more and and um, Dave Rogalski, who I skate with in the summer, knew uh, the coach at Victory Honda, Brian Burke, and he had uh, Jake Kiley go and play in Michigan before, like he had set them up kind of together. So um, yeah, he kind of connected me with them, went out for a couple tryouts or spring tournaments. Um, and yeah. No, that's, I mean, the, the one thing, cause you jumped from what they're recording as 11 games played for Holy family, 15, 16 season, uh-huh. call that with spring, you know, the elite tournament and stuff like that. Um, rounded up to maybe 25 games right roughly probably less than that okay that year yeah so even we'll call it 20 games but i know you're you're listed as 18 here for victory hana in your 18 year but like Mm -hmm. you throw on all the spring hockey the fall hockey all those little exhibitions and tournaments Mm -hmm. you do here like kids will play up to like 30 40 games here yeah i think right i think total that year i got around 40 games it was with wow is that stuff i think the only recorded like the league games but there's all the other ones that you play and then you play the maha games and yeah like you said you play the the tournaments in early september and then you have the state tournament and all those that stuff in between so yeah for me it ended up being around 40 which was awesome Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. connor did you want to ask anything about early on i was gonna say the uh, holy family stat line here like 940 save percentage like, like, let's chat about that for a minute. Like, are we getting are we getting beach ball for shots, or like, are you putting on an absolute clinic down there? No, I, there's definitely some beach balls. <laughs> um, Holy dude! But yeah, I, in terms of quality games that year, I I bet I only played four or five, or probably four quality games where like I actually had to you know be good for us to win um like i said our conference wasn't the best and we were just you know we had a lot of a lot of really good players that year so um yeah we we kind of we kind of rolled over some teams yeah Um, correct me if i'm wrong i mean like based on what i've heard or what i've been told anyway from guys i've played with who've come out of minnesota high school like based on which division and stuff you're you're kind of playing in you either get you either get a good division or good teams or you're just getting like you're just stampeding over teams yeah yeah it's like you know unless you're in the lake conference with minnetonka edina eden prairie you know all those kind of big powerhouse metro teams like that conference is really really good and then there's a few others but ours was ours was called the wright county conference and we were playing teams like two hours away litchfield dassel cocado three different towns like so it's you know I don't mean it to be mean, but like they just weren't weren't a very good team. Yeah, um, they don't have good programs there. Yeah, and um, so it was you know for us, we were a private school, so you kind of drew kids from um, you know all over. So it was a bit more uh, easier to to kind of have a good team. Right. Right. Yeah, like Connor, I pulled up their season that year and like all those teams that you, <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't heard of from Minnesota. Like I know Edina, you know, Stillwater, you know, Lakeville North, like Jake Ottinger and I think Ed Quist were from there. Um, but you look at some of these other ones where you got 7 nothing blowout, 7-1, 7-2, 7-3, 7-4, 7-5, 7-6, 7-7, 7-8, 7-9, 7-10, 7-11, 7-12, 7-13, 7-14, 7
six one five one like there were just obviously some teams and i got i couldn't tell you any of these now i do understand like for public schools some, some of those small schools it's hard to put it together but mm-hmm. yeah like i get it like your your guys start of the schedule looks like like the early ons were all tough games maple grove yeah. china lakeville south and then after that you guys went back to conference and it's just like so yeah yeah now i guess though because i i love to talk about this i love to talk minnesota high school hockey just because it's such an obsession out there um but the transferring thing maybe this wasn't as big back when you were playing high school but transferring now it sounds like it happens a lot and there's a Mm -hmm. lot of politics involved and there's a lot of like backdoor shady shit where like you have an aunt that lives in <laughs> Edina's zip code or whatever, right? Yeah. So you're quote unquote living with your aunt and then people will uh-huh. like drive by to see like, well, it's two 30. Is he coming like off the bus going to that house? And then they're not there. And then they're calling like teams and creating issues. <laughs> Was transferring though ever an option for you or were you just like, no, I'll just go. There's other options to play tier one. I mean, I think I thought about it, but, and like, yeah, like you said, like you could make that, that move where hey, my uncle lives here. You know, I think we had talked about me going up to Duluth because that's where my dad's from. Um, and I'd live with my grandparents or my cousin and play with, I had two cousins that were a grade younger than me and played Duluth Marshall. Mm-hmm. And so like, that was kind of something we thought about. Um, but it just felt like going to uh, Michigan was probably going to be the better option and give me the most opportunity to play play and, and, and play a lot of games so you didn't hear ohio on that did you moiser <laughs> that's fucked <laughs> well i mean i get know. on here for two minutes and i'm getting torched already <laughs> i mean cleveland barons play in the tier one right yeah so they're all in that circuit so yeah. alex nadel nadelkovich ever heard of them <laughs> ever heard sheeler um, it's vaughn beauties here <laughs> that's that's god's country right there um i wanted to ask you were in sioux falls and then you had that covid year where weird things happened but it ended up kind of working out where you guys went and won right when you went back um it would have been your start at mankato then covid happened wasn't that the season you guys won or no that right? was the season after so we okay. won 18 19 which was the year before yeah Okay. eighteen nineteen. you had Calvi with you, didn't you? Calvi Russo? Mm-hmm. Yep. And who else? Langford? Um, he, at the end of the year, yeah. What were those two guys like? Um, Langford didn't really talk much. You know, he was young coming in, like, just quiet. And I it's think the, bill. the goalies are quiet. Um, Calvi, he was, he was kind of quiet as well. Like, I don't, because coming in, like, mid-season, you know, you're, you don't really... You're not, yeah. you're new. Everyone else has known each other for, you know, a few months, but um, no, he was a good guy. He was a good teammate for sure. Yeah. No, he's a good dude. That's a Michigan guy right there. Um, So Jackson, the question I have that I really wanted to ask is I know <clears throat> you grew up with the Stavers Gold Crease or the Gold Crease store, right? Obviously mm-hmm. that's a part of something within your family. I'd assume crazy. Uh, I got to go there for the first time this year. Unbelievable spot. Owen, everybody there, Jeff, every, the staff's incredible, but really cool training facility. But number two, I know that in past years, there was really, really big on CCM. What ended up making you, you know, draw or gravitate or try Vaughn at some point? Well, I think it would have been, so my first set of pads were John Brown. 
yeah that makes sense with, that were rounded so you Sick. if you butterflied they weren't you couldn't slide on them like you could skate really well and make some good five hole snaps but if you're butterfly you're kind of falling on the face a lot um and then i think i actually had vons after that because i don't think they used to not have the deal that they do now with ccm where they that's kind of what they primarily sell now they carry some von stuff a little bit of bauer but well everything's changed now because ever since owen started buying there's uh-huh. been a really really big push like we just did a sale or uh, the summer or the spring demo during the let's play circuit we did that minnesota run and we were all over we did a demo day and there's a we're more present now in that store and a lot of okay. more kids are excited about the v10 stuff so it's been good yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think that's good. And I think, I, I don't know, maybe that deal expired that I was talking about, but I know in previous years, for the last few years, at least, they were carrying yeah. mostly CCM. Heavy, um, heavy, heavy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I'm, I'm assuming that just ex- expired. But yeah, so after the Browns, I wore Vons for, oh, honest, up until I actually did wear CCMs in high school and then through my first year of junior. And then when the... Uh, USHL switched from CCM to Bauer. It was really hard to get a hold of the CCM reps then to get um, gear. This is just, I think it's just kind of how it was because, yeah. you know, and, and I'd been looking for something maybe different. And so I'd worn Vons before. So I, I reached out to uh, Berkey and yeah, been, been wearing Vons since then. Buzz baby. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, we're excited to have you, but I also think, you know, the the uh you might have been a needle mover for the store a little bit, but that's all that's all debatable by some people, right? Yeah, I don't know about that, but if you'll give me credit for it, I guess I'll take some. <laughs> we'll give it to you. Um What else did I have? Oh, so ba- go ahead. I was going to say, so you pretty you grew up probably skating there and you were always around obviously, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Uh, man, I remember on YouTube. I when I was growing up, there used to be these videos, and they, they were they were like Stauber's goal crease, but it was just videos of Alex Stalock. Yeah, just fucking. I mean, that guy was nasty, just shredding around. And then they had like clips of him at the loose, like he'd catch a puck, fucking drop it, take fifteen strides forward, hit some yeah. guy through a fucking seam at the far blue line. Yeah, but I mean, did you like like growing up? Was that like big? like big factor and i obviously i was going toe-to-toe with my wi-fi company so i'm, I'm here a little late and i don't i might have <laughs> missed it but was that like like growing up around some of you some of those guys you think that like helped out like a ton or i mean yeah i mean i would say i would always start if i was there every lesson was skating footwork like you know put a little piece of rubber down and do one legged hops over it like a hundred times or whatever and if we're ever on the big ice like with my dad we'd be skating circles for forever i always joke <laughs> with him, like man i've skated more circles in my lifetime than i would like but um yeah it definitely helped i think just with my footwork and just feeling the edges so yeah we did a lot of unique stuff like that yeah so that was uh it was good so Staylock was in was were you with him a little bit like was that a relationship i don't remember skating had? with him that much because i don't know how much older he is than me um but yeah because he played at south st paul and honestly i probably wasn't even playing hockey when he was in high school yet so i don't know i remember seeing him around a little bit when i was just kind of starting out but i don't remember skating with him really much 
when you would go up and stuff like that yeah. was that kind of yeah. just a nice relationship to have though i'm sure just yeah yeah just the familiarity you know he knows obviously my dad and jeff over at the gold craze very well so it was good um to kind of have that connection this year and and he's a he's a great guy really big presence in the locker room so yeah he's a good yeah. guy no my uh my coach at osu had him at duluth and said a lot of mirrored a lot of the things you were saying just unbelievable dude i mean he is one uh, in co- the 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 it's like a five minute fucking youtube highlight you gotta watch it up if you haven't ever seen it you guys that it's just a five minute highlight tape i think this might be no this this isn't it i don't think this is it it's a five minute highlight tape of him at duluth and just like every puck touch he ever had he'd oh. just be just shipping pucks you gotta you gotta watch this though look at the pads Look at the seal and the rotation and look how big they are. But watch watch the save selections we got going on here. Standard feet together. Oh, <laughs> baby. Nasty. nasty. Hey, bring classic. that back. Bring that back. I want that back in the NHL. A little bit. I've of- seen Flurry do it a few times on like when guys are kind of driving wide, like on their forehands, and they go to do that, and he kind of makes that move and then goes uh post to post. <laughs> Little VH into a butterfly. I love this. (laughs) Absolute machine. Oh Oh, man. Yeah. Unbelievable guy. I just, yeah, I just remember being, I don't remember even how probably 12 or 13 and just like, I just be shipping through YouTube back and forth, (laughs) like looking at all these videos. And those are always my favorite ones. I just thought like that guy, he, I mean, he'd just always be flying around and I'd always find myself on that fucking video him playing the puck just doing whatever the hell he wanted it was unbelievable <laughs> that's awesome um with that being said i have a question about the beauty league are you have you played in the beauty league are you gonna play in the beauty league this summer yeah i think i'll play this summer i played uh i played some games last year at the very end at the very end of the season yeah basically the last regular season game and then the playoffs Oh, so you really just snuck in. They were like, we got to bring in the horse, and they they had you come in at the end? Yeah, well, I remember um, they had reached out to me in, like earlier in the summer about playing, and um, I don't know, for whatever reason with the schedule, it just didn't work those days. And then at the end, I know they needed a guy, and, and I was available. So, yeah, they were reaching out, and I was able to get some games in at the end, which was it was fun. Those are fun. And I think what they like what they're doing with a little bit of coverage. And I think I don't know if it's the all-star championship or whatever, but they had uh the there's a couple of announcers or the girls that I maybe it they have that podcast. I forget what it's called, but they covered the game or something like that. And they were doing mic ups and stuff. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, but, it's uh, it's fun to watch. And I, I remember I think it was the the one of the playoff games, two guys actually got into like an actual fight, like oh, they, full tilt like yeah, like ne- I remember ne- seeing that. Yeah, so it uh, it got really intense at the end, which is uh, it's fun, fun to be part. All for that giant keg at the end, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what you're <laughs> playing for. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The only tough part about those leagues, though, is like it's because it's beer league hockey. It's not hockey at that point, but you have pro guys taking like two on O's on you. Yeah. It, like a small game, and it's like this is awful. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I've heard at the beginning of the season, the guys kind of are really floating around. And then towards the end, they kind of tighten it up a little bit for whatever reason. <laughs> They're trying to win a little bit more. So it's it's more manageable for the goalies. But yeah, it's uh, if you get a, 
a team that's that's not very good. You can have some tough nights there for sure. Yeah, like one of our favorites. I love Adam Carl does all, all the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the mic'd ups and when he gets sniped and stuff and what he said. Like it's just those are classic. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen a couple of those. Um. I wanted to do uh, to ask you. It seemed like after watching a lot of the clips, you're not a big fan of Pete Aubrey. What's what's the deal there? What's that? You're. It's. I watched all those interviews, and you kept bringing up Pete Aubrey's name, and you were just talking so like he didn't like him or nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't remember saying that. No, I uh, I I know Pete through you know he does a lot of the goalie camps here at, yeah. in Plymouth at the USA Arena, and he's a great dude. And every interview, it was just like you're giving him a big shout out. Um, it's pretty cool when you get to meet, like when you're going into a team and you're trying to find your footing and develop and stuff like that, but to have a guy like Pete in your corner, obviously helping push you into a spot. I think, uh, what, whatever it is you guys are doing, ended up working out, but what was it like getting to meet Pete and like becoming adjusted, I guess? Yeah, it was great. When I went down to Rockford at the end of, um, it would have been last season. So. Uh, after I signed, um, he yep. was great to work with and just kind of talking about some changes that he maybe wanted to see that would help me be successful um, at that next level. And I think those are things that throughout the season we we really worked on um, and then just kind of added some other different elements. And I think um, I know for myself and just talking to him at the end of the year, both really happy with, with some of those changes and um just how they've helped me throughout the season yeah no for sure for sure um and now talking a little bit more about this which for us was a lot of fun just to watch and sit back and see things play out for you you stepped into this year and january 21st was your first nhl game right um and then you you had that run finished end up five five and one but the cool part that i watched is every interview as you moved forward you could tell like you come in and you're obviously not confidence was low and not nervous, but things were like, you're still adjusting and you're new to this team. Mm-hmm. But by the time you hit that second, third interview, the smile you had on your face and the comfort that was there was like, it's really cool to see. Cause you're, yeah. you're, you know, your feet are settled and you feel good and you're like, I can, you know, you're playing on the, this team and you're playing in these games. So. Yeah. But, I think initially, like when I got called up, it was kind of like, you just try to stay out of everyone's way. Almost yeah. go unnoticed. Like, you don't want to ask equipment managers for anything. Like you want to just kind of do everything like you can to, to um, make sure you leave a good impression. And yeah, I think it's kind of like not walking on eggshells, but um, yeah, you, you haven't been around those guys or, or the staff. And so you don't know maybe how things are operating. So you're kind of just trying to learn and adjust to that. And then I think once, once I kind of got settled in and the guys were great at, at making me feel welcome, but once I got settled in, it was, a bit more relaxing and then like you said you can just focus on playing Mm -hmm. now i do want to ask because i always try to think about the show and like our excuse me our point of view well i didn't play very high level hockey but i deal with you guys evan obviously played connor played painter you know same boat as me just a life lifetime beer leaguer but our point of view is different than the listener and for the people at home you know, you got, you're living your dream being a kid that grew up in Minnesota. Obviously your dad played, there's a lot of roots there and you, you know, where you come from in Minnesota, there's a lot of people that play, but what was it like going into your first game is like, you went the full route, right? 
you came to Michigan, played a little tier one, then you went and played in the USHL, college hockey, and now you're getting your first pro starts. Can you kind of run us through that day and what that was like for you? Yeah, so I found out, um, like, I think it was two days before. It was like after we were flying, we were flying from Philly to St. Louis, and we had a day in between. So it was like that night, uh, Jimmy Wade, the goalie coach in Chicago, let me know. And I remember when he first told me, my heart kind of started pounding a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I got on the plane then, and I, and I think I texted my dad and my family and let them know. Um, and then I, I just, you know, I was excited thinking about it. Um that we didn't have practice that next day and so that day i was like because i re- i wanted to get on the ice right you want to make sure you, <laughs> you were that. trying to get to that rink that night like yeah hey, yeah i was ice. i i texted yeah. jimmy i was like can we like get on the ice like whatever and and he's like he's like oh, i'll have to ask uh tony's a, a hockey ops guy and ended up not being able to get on because they already told them that we weren't going to skate so they sent all the workers home <laughs> um so I went to the gym and like hopped on the bike and stretched out and just try to kind of keep moving and, and be loose. Um, but yeah, that, that day, um, it went by pretty quick. Honestly, I thought it was going to be like, Oh, like, can we just get to the game? But I think with the later morning skate, it kind of c- came really quick. And, um, you know, I was waiting for the nerves to really, really hit me, but they never did, which was a good thing. I always get a little bit nervous before every game, but it wasn't over the top. And I think that really helped me just kind of settle in right away where it wasn't like, um, you know, you're you're really fighting the nerves and then you're not you're not playing your game. So for me, it was it was uh, it was good that I wasn't super nervous, but had the right amount to, to kind of be focused. No, oh, for sure. No, very, very cool experience. And then like in the one clip, you didn't even get to take your lap. Like you just buzzed over right into your pre, like your pre-warm up routine. Same all, same all, right? Yeah, I, I kind of forgot about the lap until after, but oh uh, yeah, I, I probably should have skated around taking a puck, but it didn't even cross my mind. It was more just like doing my my routine and yeah, getting to the to the preparation. Locked in, baby. That's what it's they all didn't about. Hide, they didn't hide your bucket or anything. <laughs> no no everyone was great they were they're were asking me they're like how many people you got coming there i was like oh i don't know like nine or ten they're like oh you're playing for free tonight yeah <laughs> oh man um thoughts on i just wanted to ask this uh doby you guys get along pretty good yeah he was all he was such a great guy so funny and just like down to earth like just so chill too it's like hey whatever you just go with the flow like yeah i remember bumping into him after the game and i was like oh like sorry and he's like oh no worries he's like he's like how are you and i'm like i'm good how are you he goes life is great life is great i'm getting paid hanging out just awesome <laughs> he's just loving life so it was uh yeah he's a great guy to be around really funny and he's he's got a lot of stories too so big time yeah like he's a <clears throat> he's a pretty lax He's a relaxed guy, and like I think he he's one of those guys that knows he enjoys what he's doing. It hasn't mm-hmm. turned into like too much work for him, where it's yeah. a bagger. He's just like, oh, we gotta go to the rink a lot. Like he always seems to be having fun. And when he was in Texas uh, with Sheeler and those guys, like they loved him. Yeah, like, great room guy, good vibes. Like never was like because sometimes it happens where guys come down and they want to run the show because you know they mm-hmm. were in the league for so long or whatever. So no, that's awesome, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Hey, I got a quick question about him. What was his, um, I got from a reputable source that, um, his practice 
habits are quite unique. You got any stories on how that guy practices or what? <laughs> I mean, um, he doesn't, I would say he doesn't go down a lot, but if you watch him play, like he's, he stays up more than most guys do anyway. So I wouldn't say that was a shocker to watch. Right. But it's just funny. Cause it's just like pucks just seem to hit him, Right. Like even, like I said, when he's not going down, it's like, boom, just hit you right in the leg. Like easy game. Right. So it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty funny to watch. And sometimes you're going, man, like, why can't I just stand there and get hit all the time? Like, it just seems like they're like magnetically attracted to him, the Pucks. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty fun to watch. Well, he's one of those last breeds like Greiser, mm -hmm. Flurry. Obviously, people are going to say you can't compare those, but like Flurry, th those, that will last wave of goalies were like back when Greiser was in Detroit, they were playing Pitt. And was it Crosby tried going five hole on a, the shootout? And Gracer literally like Steve stood up and he did the pizza with his heels touching and stopped the puck behind oh, yeah, him. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, like that doesn't that. There's no way that works for anybody else. Like no. no. Well, I think those guys are true. Like everyone always talks about butterfly stand up hybrid, and like I think those guys are like true hybrid goalies where it's like they they kind of read that and and have the ability to really hold their feet longer than a lot of guys do. And yeah, it's funny like you see that and. He just stands there, five hole snaps his heels together, and it's like Crosby's probably thinking, like, what the like yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the like he made it look so easy, right? And it's like it's it's just fun to watch. Yeah. Incredible. Um, you guys got anything else? Moiser, Connor? Were you uh were you uh on that Provi the Providence team that went to uh that tournament in Vegas? No, I was not. That was before I got there. Oh, buddy missed out. <laughs> yeah, dude, we went to that. That was that must have been the year before you. Yeah. I've I've heard some fun stories from those guys about it. I think they had a good time there. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was shit show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Connor, what about you? Anything? Yeah, I got some questions for you. The fans need to know. All right, you got a couple of Vaughn setups that I think are legendary. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a set where you were in Mankato and you obviously came back. The uh, the V4, yep, the V4 Retro LA or whatever was sweet. Yeah. Now that was one of the one questions. Of ones. That's one of your favorites. Yeah. My question was which like out of the Vaughn graphics that you know you've done, like which one's got to be your your go to. I think it would be that one. Um, I've I've had the Pulse the last two years then too, which I like. But I think the V4 is just awesome. I remember having a set of those. Those were my first sets of Vons. Was a V4 graphic. Um, I think they had some blue and gold for YZ in there. But uh, yeah, I think that's got to be my favorite graphics, the V4. Now maybe without giving away, I guess what you're what you got coming up the line here. Like, is there any unique specs and or like stuff that you like? You're kind of tailor two that you've been kind of getting used to um as like just specs on the pads you mean yeah pads gloves whatever uh i switched to the so i had a 600 break glove and then when i got my second set this year i switched to the uh what's the new one called i don't even know what it is it's the uh, are you talking the xp with the 70 degree break yeah i think so yeah yeah it's yeah. got like that more thumb closure yeah i switched to that and you know 
I'll grab a glove, try it. And I'm like, Oh, like, I think I would like this. And then I get on the ice. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. But, um, I got, I got one of those and I was like, I was catching way better with it. And I was like, this, this is awesome. So I switched to that glove. Um, and then I'm trying to think, I don't think anything else big. I like the changes on the V10 though. I, I really like those. So I'm excited to, uh, to get some more, another set of those for the season. Buzz. V ten's unbelievable. Moiser wanted it at the in the parking lot of Razzles, but yeah, boy. yeah, I did. <laughs> um, so that fucking guy ripping a dart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I gonna ask? Oh, so Jackson, I'm working on trying to write up a blog, um, because a lot of parents and parents of young hockey players. So we'll call it like mites, your eight, you, you know, where you're kind of maybe doing bolts still and you haven't really gotten into it. A lot of parents are hesitant on kids playing goalie. And I want to write a blog on the things that goaltending does for you in terms of like not athletically or anything like that, but just as a person, you know, being self-reliant, being a part of a team, but being accountable at a young age, mm-hmm. um, you know, building confidence, self-esteem when things go right and learning how to handle when things go wrong and dealing with the limelight a little bit, what you could call the limelight at eight years old. But do you have anything, one thing that you're happy for that goaltending's given you as a person? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think there's so many, so many different things. Um, I think one of the biggest things, like I think you touched on too, is just how to deal with adversity. Just because as a goalie, you go through that so much more than I think any player does, especially as a young goalie, because most guys, when they strap on the pads for the first time, they're not going out there and pitching shutouts, right? Like it's a struggle. Um, he gets, I remember we were joking the other day with, with my mom and, um, and, and, uh, my girlfriend and we we're talking, I was like, I'm, I remember playing in a spring tournament one time and I got scored on like 15 goals. Like we lost like 15 to one. And I was like, it wasn't, I was like 12 or something. And my mom was like, I remember your dad, he was so mad. He was so mad. And I was like, and she's like, oh, whatever. And I'm like, I just think back and I'm like, those are the things where are the situations that make you better, right? Because you learn how to deal with that and you learn how to deal with, you know, when you're not playing, because at the end of the day, like there is only one net. And if you play goalie long enough, you find yourself in situations where you're not playing and and how to deal with that in a positive way and still be a good teammate, a good person, and still, you know, go to the rank with a good attitude, striving to get better. I think all those things are so huge. Um, cause as you know, like in life, there's a lot of crappy things that happen and being able to deal with that and still stay positive and, and see the bigger picture is really, really important. I think you crush that. Um, that might've been our best answer on that question. <laughs> uh, I, it is cause like, like you said, whether it's a hockey or anything else in life, not everything's going to go your way and life ain't always so sweet. So the earlier, I think athletically or in any other way you learn to deal with adversity this the better you are as a person as you get older yeah absolutely um you guys got anything else any other questions for jackson stauber from wayzetta minnesota soon to be from detroit michigan (laughs) (laughs) canton i lived in canton michigan come on we'll set you up man we'll 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 line you up with coaches we'll get you ice you can come work at the factory we'll have your lace gloves you can get your next set going it'll be perfect man i can build my own next set yeah that would be awesome so oh wait is i think this is it hang on one second let me share one screen one more time 
this is the legendary setup. I had to scroll for a while because this is from way back. This is it, right? Yeah. yeah. That's it. Elite. Oh my Not only that, purple and gold so too. Sick. I think I just almost straight up copied Jonathan Quick. <laughs> yeah, you just needed added a crown a little on bit the jersey. More purple, but I remember looking at one of his sets and I was like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I, he's one of those guys that's a needle mover, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, one of those last few guys that are really, really fun to watch along with like... Which was a funny story though. So after going back to then to the pad, so after my first game in St. Louis, the next day we were playing LA and I obviously wasn't playing and Quick wasn't playing. He comes up to me in warm-ups and says hello and congratulates me. So that was pretty cool to to have him and now I'm talking about how I copied his pads four yeah, years ago. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't tell him that, but maybe I should have. I think the cool part is, is like, like I've been doing this now for six, seven years, where guys have been dealing with that. Where kids now are kind of like at your level, right? And it's one of those hard parts where, like, <clears throat> you talk to them like Seville, and he's like, "Man, it's like it's crazy. You were watch. You're watching at one point, and then." you know, once you're done with school or not even done with school, but once you get signed or you called up, like you're in it. Now this is you. Or like yeah. when I had met Kochetkov, like the kid loves hockey and like he just looks around and he was star-studded when he's like, look at all these guys here. And he was talking about Freddie and stuff. And I'm like, well, you're on the team too, man. Like you're, yeah. you're on the you're on the roster, Freddie, here at training camp. So yeah. you're just as much here. You're not a fan. So it's, it's weird how that you have to make that adjustment and then you realize, oh no, like I am here. I belong here. This is know the real deal so yeah but it's fun it's, you gotta yeah. you gotta have both sides really surreal yeah for sure that's i can definitely relate to those experiences but yeah and then it's like and then you're like well i gotta got a job to do now too so <laughs> <laughs> gotta go try and stop the puck it's easy man everyone does it yeah um well jackson i appreciate everything man i can't wait to see what happens uh coming up this summer or this season for you if you need anything obviously let us know talk to berkey talk to me we're all phones are always on um, we're, like I said, we're also excited to have you. So, um, we'll see you in the, in the fall and we'll see you at camps and, uh, you know, have fun at the state fair if you end up going. And if you don't go, we know exactly why, just cause you're fake Minnesota. So, yeah. <laughs> um, thank you though, buddy. Thanks for the time. We'll see ya. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Cheers, brother.